הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפרה קדוש ומשאבה ארצמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחנו ובמקר חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן צמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל יצחק אמן. So today, ברוך השם יש לנו סימן לנציחות הר"ן, lesson 52. We just discussed uh, the end of 51, we just finished it. About all these beautiful ideas and principles רבנו discusses over there. About finding the biggest צדיק. about uh, getting rid of the impurities of the mind, destroying one's de- uh, defeating one's desires. All these amazing concepts and pieces of advice that each and every Jew needs to hear to be able to be successful uh, in this world, to come out uh, serving Hashem. Now we start a new Siman in Tzichot Aran. So we start with uh, Siman 52. We'll also do 53 today, Bezrat Hashem. Mikol advarim tzo'ek kvod Hashem itbarach. God's glory. screams out or calls out from, uh, from every single thing. Meaning, Rabbeinu is telling us that Hashem's glory is calling out and is actually announcing to us, is telling us that it exists in every single thing that we interact with. In this, it could be in a belt, it could be in shoes, it could be in a pen, it could be in an event. Any single thing that you can think of has God's glory there present that just needs to be discovered and uncovered for a person to understand what Hashem wants him to do from that place. Because all the things that we interact with have a Kavod Hashem uh, in there. As Rabbeinu discusses this idea, he talked about in Lesson 11 of Lizkute uh, Moran. Also, go to Book 2, Lesson 12, and one of Rabbeinu's, uh, the two most famous lessons he ever brought down were Azam Ranayeh. And in this lesson, Lesson uh, 12 of Book 2, Rabbeinu discusses over there the different types of Kavod of Hashem. These 10 types of Kavod of Hashem, these 10 types of glory that God has, are each... Uh, enclosed in a, in a different aspect of creation. As, it's, as we know that the, the world was created with 10 sayings, and each saying, which was particular for a creation of a certain thing or a certain, uh, a certain amount of things, has a certain kavod of Hashem Yitbach that is associated with it. And uh, every single thing, even if it's the furthest thing from God, has a kavod of Hashem Yitbach there that one can um, uncover and bring out from that place, as long as he draws back to Hashem from that place. So, Rabbeinu is saying, not only is God's glory present in everything, it's screaming too. It's calling out, which means essentially what? God's glory is interacting with us and calling out to us so that we can interact with it and find it in each and everything. We just have to listen to that voice. Because God's glory fills the entire earth. Even amongst the stories of all the nations, of all the Goyim, the Gentiles, God's glory is screaming out from there too. כמו שכתוב את זה ברוד דאון, אין תהילים. ספרו בגויים את כבודו. מדגויים, דגויים will tell, they will speak about God's glory. Meaning that what even the stories which the goyim tell over, have God's glory associated with that. שאפילו בסיפורי הגויים צועק כבוד השם יתברך, that even amongst the stories of the goyim, God's glory is screaming out from that place. כי כבודו יתברך צועק תמיד. Because God's glory is constantly crying out. וקורא, and it's, calling out, and it's sending hints, it's sending hints to every single person, every individual, that he should draw close to Hashem. Meaning, each and every single thing that exists is hinting to a person, calling out to a person to draw close to Hashem through that thing. God, God, blessed be He, will draw that person close with God's ultimate compassion, His love, and His great embracing. <clears throat> his great affection. And now Rabbanu is going to explain something, which is also 
which uh, which is relevant to what we just discussed. And this is why sometimes we see a person when he begins to pray, he sees that he has. A, we see that this person might sometimes each and every individual feels this when he gets up to pray that there's a there's a time. It could be once every few months. It could be once every week. It could be once every day. You know, to each and every person on their own level. But uh, sometimes a person feels that his he's being aroused to pray. He has a certain type of enthusiasm when he prays. Sometimes a person has an extra amount of enthusiasm when he gets up to pray that he's really engaged in the tefillah. And he begins to pray with a great enthusiasm and, and a big devotion. And we see that the person's prayers are flowing through his mouth and there's lots of favor in the words that he's saying. This happens uh, occasionally to each and every individual. Rabbeinu explains, you want to understand what that, what that is and why it's happening? It's because that is the light of Hashem Yitbarach himself. as if we can say. Which is enclosed in those words of prayer that you're praying. And th- those, that, uh, that light of Hashem Yitbarach, which is hidden in those words that you're saying, are calling out and summoning you to serve Hashem. Because that enthusiasm, that devotion that a person gets up when he gets, that, that a person feels when he prays, is the aspect of God Himself. It says in a verse, in Dvarim, chapter 10, verse 21, He is your praise, meaning God is your praise, and He is your God. Meaning what? Meaning that God, your God, is in itself the prayer. It's the praise. Hashem Himself is the praise and is the tefillah that you're praying. It's an incredible thing that God actually becomes one with the prayer. And sometimes a person prays before Hashem, um, so to speak. And it happens that sometimes when a person gets up to pray before Hashem, Hashem removes himself from a person, distances himself from that person who's praying to him. gives us a piece of advice when we feel this way. That even though we feel that God is distant from ourselves, for example, whenever the words are not being flowing through our mouth properly, it feels like every single word we're saying has such a difficulty coming out. It's not flowing, it's... it's uh, it's restrictive in a sense. It's not genuine. It feels like you, even though you're trying, it's not working. Rabbeinu says that we need to, in that scenario as well, pray and throw the tefillot toward Hashem. That's in the verse. Throw upon Hashem your burden or your responsibilities. It says in uh, Tehidim. Meaning what? That even though God might not be close to us in our prayer because we feel as if Hashem is s- stepping away from us, Nonetheless, it's still our responsibility to pray and to throw the tefillah upon Hashem. Even though He's far from us, to throw it towards Hashem. That when God distances Himself from a person and almost rejects a person, we need to take the tefillot and to throw them upon Hashem. Meaning, to pray them to the best of our ability and let Hashem do the rest of it. Let Hashem do the rest of the work. We're doing the best that we can. Throw them upon Hashem. If Hashem doesn't want to accept it, that's not our problem. But you're doing your pro- you're doing your part. Vezebchinat, and this is the aspect of what is brought down in Tikkun Ezor, Tikkun 13, page 29a in the Zohar Kadosh, Tikkun Ezor. 
Zaka'a man deyada lizakka chitzin. Worthy or meritorious is the one, happy is the one who knows how to throw these arrows. Meaning, what, what are these arrows? Rabbanu is explaining the sod of this phrase in Tikkun of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's secret right here. What does it mean that happy is the one who's able to throw these arrows? Hamuva batikuni with Rodan Tikunezor, Shetarik Lizrok, Achavit Bart Filot Kenskadel. That wants to throw these prayers that you're praying towards Hashem Bach, as we mentioned above. And those are the arrows we're mentioning. Rabbanu has many Torah, Torah. In Nikutam uh, Oran about Tfila, but he has one Torah. I forget where. But he says that the Chitzim, the arrows, are Tfila. Yeah, I think he has a multiple even on this on this Inyan. That uh, the arrows that we shoot are our prayers. Uh, and uh, this is something that is massive. That we need to understand that it's on us to throw the Tfilot and it's on Hashem to do whatever He wants with it. But our responsibility is to pray the prayers and to throw them upon Hashem even though He distances Himself from us. Because the truth is, we have to understand that there's no such thing as God distancing himself from his children. He's always wanting our prayers. And we have to have complete faith and complete emunah about uh, this idea. And to, be con- uh, to have conviction, to be truly devoted, to be truly loyal to Hashem Bach, even though it seems as if he's not uh, listening to us. And this is what leads us into the idea which Rabbanu then hops into, which I think is um, makes perfect sense why Rabbi Natan structured in this fashion um, why Rabbi, Rabbi Natan follows this piece in Sikhot Aran that we just studied with this idea in uh, Siman Nun Gimav lesson 53 about faith because what we just discussed requires a tremendous amount of emunah a tremendous amount of faith to be able to pray even though we don't see the results even though we think God is far from us and that's why Rabbi Natan is going to discuss this right now he's going to discuss faith again in a completely different fashion why a person needs that faith and the advantages of a person who has emunah. One who has faith, one who believes in Hashem Bach, even though it makes no sense. He lives a real life. He's constantly spending the days of his life in, in good. In good, uh, constant good. Because when things go well for him, and he has good things that happen to him, of course it's good. Great, Baruch Hashem, he's happy. But even if it doesn't go your way, meaning what? Meaning that what? A person, God forbid, sometimes it goes well for him, and sometimes it doesn't go according to his plan. It doesn't go according to the way he wanted things to be uh, structured. Meaning you have a certain way of doing things. You wanted things to be done a certain fashion. And it happens the exact opposite way. And because of this, this man goes through suffering. Because it went according to the way he wanted it. It went opposite the way he wanted to. But for a person who has faith, this too is good. And we're going to see why a person who has faith can be constantly happy. Even even in the times where normally he would be sad. He can find happiness from that place. Because he is certain. Batuach is like a guarantee. He knows it deep down. It's a bitachon. It's a, it's a guarantee. He knows it. Because even though it might not be good now, he knows and he's guaranteed that Hashem Yitbarach will have compassion on him in the future and that the end of all these things will be done for good. For his good too. Because by the fact that everything comes from Hashem Yitbarach, it is certain that everything is for the good. And therefore, when things go good, Baruch Hashem. And when things go bad, that too is Baruch Hashem. For a person who has emunah, 
even when things go bad, it's not really bad. That's just a different perspective. The second he understands that this is all coming from Hashem, he knows that everything that comes from God is good. Because God Himself is the ultimate good. But one who does not have faith, God forbid. His life is not a life at all. Because the second something bad happens to him, he has no more vitality. He has no more force to go about. He has no more strength to fight these battles. Because he has nothing to console himself with by the fact that he has no faith at all. Meaning when things go bad, when things go sour, how are you going to, to find the, the positive in that if you don't have faith? Because you're going to think everything comes from you. You're going you're gonna to be depressed, God forbid. And that just leads to the next thing, the next thing. And we know what can happen from there, God forbid. And by the fact that he has no faith, he has no vitality and no good. He doesn't believe in anything. He, he has no vitality and nothing good. Because of the fact that he walks in his life, he goes throughout his life without the belief in God and without the belief in divine providence. May God spare us. But through faith, how beautiful and how good is this person's vitality? Meaning a true, true emunah is the, is the ultimate vitality of every single Jew. You cannot live as a Jew without emunah. And as Saba said, any single Jew has deep faith within him. It's just a matter of uh, tapping into that. Saba said a person cannot survive if he doesn't have emunah. Otherwise, he would already give up a long time ago. So we see this idea. The main thing is emunah. The main thing is faith. Rabbanu teaches us the only reason why the Gal we're still in the Galut, where we're still in the exile, is because um, of a lack of faith. Because of the lack of faith. But we understand that Rabbanu is not only speaking about a collective redemption here, about getting rid of this collective exile. Rabbanu is saying on a personal level as well, the only reason why all the exiles exist is simply because we do not have the emunah to believe that when things go badly, they're actually good. If you really did have that emunah, then no matter what happens to you, you're good. And you're happy in whatever the circumstances are. Whether things are tough, whether things are good, it's the same thing for you. And that's what we should strive for. As Jewish people, the, the main thing is to fight for our faith. To fight when things get tough. To really believe that Hashem is doing good things. And God willing, may Hashem grant us this. And uh, give us the merit to have true emunah. When things are good, when things are tough, it's all the same. I'm recording this in a day in advance, but Biskhuti Ari Akadosh, the Arizal, whose Hilula is on the 5th of Av. Um, essentially, when I post this class, it's going to be the day after, but nonetheless, it's still good to light a candle. And uh, we say in the Zohar Akadosh that the three days before the Hilula of a, good, of a very big tzaddik, and the three days after, also the tzaddik has a very, a very big koach. So we're still in the, in the week of the Ari Akadosh. I recommend anyone light a candle and um, have a conversation with Hashem in the merit of this awesome tzaddik, the Ari HaKadosh, in the merit of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Nachman Fege, that Hashem grants us the faith that we all long for.